What's good, football fans? Welcome back to the Fourth and a Mile podcast alongside my good friends, Brady, Bradley, and Jeremy. My name is Josh, and we appreciate you all tuning in. Uh, so today we are doing one thing notable. Uh, we're going to have the Week 10 recap. We're going to preview Week 11. Then we're going to have uh, some trivia thrown in there with One's Gotta Go. So, uh, guys, um, what are your one thing notable? Let's actually, we got an intro question to start with. Uh, we got a listener who asked a question, which is actually a really good question. Um, it's related to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So um, the question that we had was, outside of Tom Brady, who are the two Tampa Bay Buccaneers players that you would most likely start uh, for fantasy? So let's let's keep it with half-point PPR because that's just the most uh, generic way to score. So I'll start. Uh, I think the first one's obvious is Ronald Jones. And it's really encouraging last week that after the fumble that Bruce Arians put him in back, back into the game, um, usually he's known for taking the guy out and, and sitting him for a quarter or two, but he, he stuck with him and he was really productive. I think he had like 23 carries or something like that. So he, uh, Ronald Jones is the first guy. Um, and then it's like a crapshoot for the wide receivers. For me, it's probably Chris Godwin. Uh, you look at his targets. I think it was like the last four games he's played was, uh, like seven, nine, six, and six. That That's pretty consistent for me. Um, but then if you also look at the tight end position, Gronk is interesting, but I, don't worry about the tight ends. Let's. I, I would stick with Godwin and Ronald Jones. Bradley, where do you side on this one? So, yeah, it is a good question. Uh, I have Ronald Jones as my second one. I pegged him as a second one. Honestly, if you're relying on anybody besides Tom Brady from the Buccaneers, you're probably going to be disappointed. Uh, kind of learned that the hard way. Uh, Mike Evans just doesn't seem like him and Tom Brady match styles very well. Godwin's banged up. Gronk is hit or miss, but so is the tight end position. Uh, I'm going to throw a wild card as my first guy that I would go after for his value, and that's Antonio Brown. Uh, eight targets last week, only played 50% of the snaps. He's really intriguing for me. We all know how talented Antonio Brown is. No one's going to question that. Uh, and side note, whatever off-the-field issues he's got going on, this is saying that he is still playing uh, I saw there were some reports out there about some investigations. This is me saying he's still playing. He'd be my number one guy. Uh, but he seems to fit Tom Brady's style a lot better than the other receivers do. He's more of a guy that uh, is going to win that 15 to 20 yard route instead of Evans going deep bomb. Uh, so I like Antonio Brown. Uh, Josh, where would you side on this? I would agree with that. I think more so with Brady, though, that Godwin would be my other guy other than Ronald, Ronald Jones. And at the tight end position, I know Brady kind of poo-pooed him, but, I mean, Gronk has had a touch to, you know, touchdown in four out of the last games, four out of the last five games. So he, that Brady's definitely looking for him in the red zone. So I think he's a, about as safe as any dart throw at the position is right now. And let's be honest, if, if a tight end catches a touchdown, they're probably going to be a tight end one for the week. They for you're sure gonna be, are. You're going to be very happy. No so, doubt about for it. Sure. For sure. Jeremy, where do you side on this one? It's been tough to gauge your expectations, you know, for these players week in and week out because they have been pretty hit or miss. Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown now. But I lean Ronald Jones as, as the number one as for, you know, all the reasons you guys mentioned already. You know, he it still feels kind of gross um, because you just feel like you can't trust him, um, you know, but like Brady said with the Bruce Arians thing, I thought he was done. I thought his day was done. I, I thought, well, there, there he goes one fumble and Ronald Jones is cooked, but finished played really well. He still continues to look really good. And then my next guy would be Chris Godwin. I think he's the safest out of the ones, um, you know, between Evans and Brown, their ceilings might be higher. Um, but I think Godwin is, is safer there. So confidence level, I'd lean there. 
And just to Bradley's point, the two games that Antonio Brown's played, he played 78% of the snaps in his first game, uh, had five targets. And in this game, he only had 50% of the snaps, got eight targets. So, I mean, he only played half the snaps and had eight targets. Um, we'll see how they implement him a little bit more. Uh, I have a feeling it. that they're going to they're gonna continue to implement him into the offense. Like, he's, he's too talented uh, for them, and they're obviously going to be in a playoff push. So that's just my gut feeling on Antonio Brown. Yeah, totally agree. So let's get into our one thing notable. Uh, usually I go first, but I, I kind of want to go last this time. So I'm, I'm going to turn it over to Jeremy. What is your one thing notable? My one thing notable is just, I mean, I thought it was awesome to see Alex Smith playing, um, starting, and the dude was kind of slinging it all over the field. I know he was dinking and dunking a lot. I mean, and you could say one thing notable from that game that McKissick apparently is a wide receiver because the dude had like, 12 targets before halftime. I tell um, you what, if, if Alex Smith is playing, J.D. McKissick better be in a starting lineup for someone in a point, point five PPR or full PPR league. His targets. Him and Gibson can play. I mean, start yeah. those guys up. But And if um, you're in a standard league, he better be on waivers and do yeah. not pick him up because <laughs> he has 12 catches for 10 yards, basically. Yeah. <laughs> he had 15 targets last week and 14 the day the week prior. That is insane. Yeah, yeah. but that's that's my one thing notable. I thought I just thought it was awesome to see him playing. Um, you know, I was kind of one of those guys that I was like, man, dude, you made it back. Like maybe you should, but I mean, it's awesome for him. You know, his whole story about it, the, the documentary on him is amazing. And um, it's just pretty, pretty special that he was able to do that and make it all the way back. Yeah. yeah talk about a guy that's solidified the comeback player of the year, like, and only started one game. Like if he didn't start, if he didn't start the rest of the season, he still win a comeback player of the year. Like I you're talking about JD McKissick. I'm like, am I missing something? <laughs> No, I put that together. I'm like, wait, oh gosh. What, is, what did McKissick go through? <laughs> what a start. Bradley, what is your one thing notable? Um, my one thing notable was the wide receiver battle uh, with Buffalo and Arizona. And if you were a young receiver or receiving receiver aspiring to play at the higher level, I hope you watched Stefan Diggs and New Hopkins play because they put on a show all night. And obviously it came down to the last drive for each one of them. Uh, Diggs caught one with what 30 seconds left and then we all know what New Hopkins did so uh, just incredible receivers uh, incredible talents uh, it was fun to watch the funny thing about that was like the announcers after Diggs caught it people are freaking out about this where they said Diggs is the best receiver this year I mean it's not wrong like, I mean, he was leading the league in receiving yards I don't know why people were freaking out about it like statistically he is one of the best receivers in football and then obviously New Hopkins caught the hail mary and basically said eat your words and all that stuff but like i did i had no problem with that comment but people have also kind of jabbed at it a little bit but i I didn't have a problem with it it is absolutely crazy to me the level of wide receiver play even just like the the increase just from five years ago but look like five years ago to ten years ago like ten years ago eight years ago whatever it was really you know megatron now look at all these guys. Like, it's just insane. I mean, you could, we could sit here and argue for, you know, hours on who the best receiver in the league is. You could sit here and argue for who the top 10 guys, like, it's just, it's insane. The, the level of wide receiver play. And guess what? It's not getting worse either. The rookie receivers are going bananas. There's like 10, there's like 10 rookie receivers that are doing something. It's, it's absolutely absurd. It's crazy. Josh, what is your one thing notable? So Bradley alluded to it. I was just, I had here not uh, written here that just Hopkins just being surrounded by three guys and still being able to dunk on all of them and haul that uh, throw down. And I saw this meme that Kyler was like, 
or I think Kyler himself even tweeted, it was like, ah, Hopkins is over there somewhere, throws it as hard as he can and ends up finding him. So just that Hopkins is just an absolute freak. Um, do you guys realize which three defenders were on him as well? Like those aren't slouch defenders. It's Trey White, Micah Hyde, and uh, Poyer, wasn't it? I think, yeah, Jordan Poyer I mean, like, the other guy. the best three on their defense. <laughs> well, and like Trey White, like you could argue he's a top five corner. Like – He's the only argument I would have paid. for Tredavious Tr- White is he's he's smaller. That, but I mean, it's still. I mean, it's incredible that there's three guys there and he made that play. So you guys ready for my one thing notable? Let's hear it. I am. It's better not disappoint. It's it, well, it's it's kind of out there. Uh, so Josh, this is directed towards you. You have been the advocate of not having kickers in fantasy, correct? Correct. Like totally against it. You think it's it's dumb to have that, right? I don't like you're setting it up this hard, but yes. Okay, so here are some numbers for you. You got to look them up, and it, it just stick like with this. me. So one of these position groups has 938 points from their top 10 players. The other group has 691 from their top 10. The kickers have 938 fantasy points from their top 10 players. The tight ends have 691 fantasy points. The tight ends are averaging 6.91 points in their top 10. So sh- my question for you is, should we be getting rid of the tight end position too? Because the reason for not having kickers is because they don't create value or there isn't value. There's no skill in it. Well, there is because they're one of the most pressured jobs in football. Put some spec on a name. So, so I would like Josh to maybe rebuttal from this. I don't, maybe it's not even a one thing notable, but it's gotta be talked about somewhere here. I had to look up the numbers because the tight end position is horrible. If you want me to refute that statement that the tight ends are horrible, I'm not going to do that. So should we get rid of tight ends for fantasy then? No. Do you guys understand that George Kittle is tight end six right now? And he's missed <laughs> five, five of the 10 games are played in four and a half of the 10 games. That is so bad. Hey, I honestly, I think it's kind of fitting that we're, we're talking about this and, you know, we posted on Twitter today, Josh's mile video and uh, it had to deal with the tight end and uh, I just find it fitting. All right, it is, and it's all coming together right now. <laughs> it all, it's it's coming together. I it, I don't even know if that was one thing notable, but <laughs> that, there it is. Kickers, kickers do not belong in fantasy. Twenty-one. I, Absolutely. I, Make the I, change in your league. Shouldn't happen. I, I just told you why they should. The, just tight ends don't belong. No. Nah. I, I I and I don't even like. I have leagues that I don't have kickers either, but it's just like I'm if not going to. Brady, if you better. were a commissioner of a league that you're starting up and you have, you would then have the choice. Would you include kickers? Probably. I probably wouldn't include defenses, but I would include kickers. I, for example, in a league that I had this week, I played against a kicker who was the second highest scoring kicker uh, on his team. And I, right. he scored I 15 so, points. Right. And I think that's stupid. So, so then why can I stream a tight end? and they score 25 points, and my tight end only scores six. That's just fantasy. Yeah, everybody get, everybody get that? We're all on the same page? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know because I'm not advocating. Week 10 recap, coming at you. 
yes, let's move on to our week 10 recap. So for this week's week 10 recap, uh, we're going to do a little bit of trivia just to see uh, how much Bradley, Jeremy, and Josh are paying attention to uh, stats and fantasy around the league. So how this is going to go. And Bradley, you're going to be our scorekeeper, okay? Since you have the whiteboard next to you, that'd be great. Because um, he's the athletic trainer. That's yeah, why. Yes. <laughs> makes sense. Got yeah, it. That makes sense. That was a good one. So basically what's going to happen is I'm going to ask a question. Whoever wants to ring in first, just use their name. We're, there's no no specific way. Use your name to as your buzzer. That sounds like uh, a specific way. Okay, whatever. <laughs> uh, and so then you answer the question, and there are some where you can get – numerous points so for example if i say who was the leading fantasy point getter this week you would say your name and get the whatever whatever person it is and then you would say how many fantasy points if you get the fantasy points correct you get five extra points you get one for the correct person five extra for the exact does that make sense so i got a question here so let's say you ask the answer or ask that question i say bradley and i say naheem hines obviously he wasn't the number one answer can Josh and Jeremy buzz in? Yes. Yep. Okay. So are we ready to go? 0.5 scoring. 0.5 PPR. Um, and some of them don't have the exact scoring. So there's some that do, and I, I will ask for you to elaborate if there is. Some of them are only worth one. Some are worth six, if that and makes let's sense. Not, let's not be surfing the web here for this, huh? Yep. No surfing the web. Come on now. So first question we are starting is, is super easy. Who was the top fantasy scorer in week 10? Bradley. Bradley. Kyler Murray. Wrong. Jeremy. Gosh. Jeremy. Tom Brady. That is correct. boy. We don't have exact points for this one, so you're, you're good. One point for Jeremy. So, And, and I, should, I should elaborate. Some of these are fantasy, and some of these are not fantasy. So uh, some weird stats came out of this week, and we'll see where you guys are at. I like it. So uh, question number two, who led week 10 in pass attempts? Josh. Josh. Alex Smith. That is correct. How many pass attempts? Jeremy. You can no, get I, I, Josh, is the, only, Josh is the only one that can get it. 40. Wrong. Five. I know how many. 55 is the right. 55? I knew it was a lot. I didn't know I that. knew it. 55. Oh my word. So, well, I guess uh, McKissick is getting 15 targets. <laughs> So Jeremy has one, Josh has one. Bradley, thank you for participating and putting the points on there. <laughs> uh, my scorecard says that Bradley has six, Josh has zero, and Jeremy has zero. So go ahead. Okay, so number three, name the top five running backs in week 10 in order. You get five points if you get them all right. Half point PPR. Josh. Bradley. Let me give it to Bradley since that wasn't very confident from Josh. Okay, I'll go... Kamara, Naheem Hines, Ronald Jones. I'll just cut you off. You're wrong. Okay. That's because I wasn't confident. I don't get the Okay, Josh, go ahead. It doesn't matter. You get a chance now. Alvin Kamara. Okay. Naeem Hines. Okay. DeAndre Swift. Okay. Ronald Jones. Okay, you're wrong. I literally just said Ronald Jones and I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if the order. position it's, it's got to be, be in the order. order. So I Jeremy, uh, go ahead. Camara. Yep. Ronald Jones. 
Uh, DeAndre Swift, Gibson, and on. dang it. Okay, so number one was Alvin Kamara. Number two yeah, was Josh yeah. Jacobs. That's tough. Oh, I forgot about Jacobs. Number three was Ronald Jones. Number four was Naeem Hines. And number five was DeAndre Swift. So we talked about right a little bit before. Did you say I was wrong because I didn't get it in order? Correct. Okay, talk about the impossible task. I thought you got extra points if you got it in order. <laughs> no, I said you had to get it in order. It's five <laughs> possible points. Listen. Okay, next question. Who, That's why Bradley was so confused that you like, said wrong after two guys. Like, there's no way Ronald Jones had 198 rushing yards or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the next one. Who is the number one fantasy scoring tight end this week in week 10? Josh. Jeremy. Josh was first. Gronkowski. Yep. How many points? 13. Nope. 12.1. Close, though. <laughs> Close. <laughs> Shoot. I maybe would have given you 12, but <laughs> I'm oh, going to give you 13. Tough. That's tough. So Josh gets another point there. Okay, this question is non-fantasy related. Which quarterback was sacked the most times in week 10? Josh. Go ahead. Daniel Jones? No. I don't even know if that was close. Bradley. Bradley. Deshaun Watson. Nope. Jeremy, Jeremy you got, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll take a stab at it. Herbert? Nope. So the correct answer is Russell Wilson. And guess how many times he got sacked? Is this another question? Is no, it's no, six. It's just five. Six. Yeah, Bradley was right. With six, you don't get five points. But <laughs> Bradley's like, wait, that was a question, right? <laughs> All right. Moving on to some running backs. Who were the two running backs that were tied for second with carries? Obviously, Dalvin was number one with 30 carries. But who were the next two guys for carries in week 10? which could have some impact in fantasy, seeing how many carries they had. Bradley. Go ahead. <clears throat> Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. No. Oh, that would be crazy. That would be nuts. Josh. Go ahead. Josh Jacobs. Well, there was two answers, but no. <laughs> There's two people tied for oh. the same spot. Jeremy, you're, be... you're last again here. Um. <clears throat> Five, overthinking. four, Ronald Jones, three, and three, I don't two, know. Two, one. I can't think of anyone else. <laughs> well, you got the first one is Ronald Jones and James Robinson. Oh. Robinson. Does anybody have any guesses on how many carries they had? 26. Oh, so I was going to guess. 23 they had. Oh, that's a so Delvin had off. 30, and the other ones had 23. Just running into a brick wall 30 times. It's tough. Yep. So we, Should okay. Cut. More Ronald Jones here. I guess we're doing some Ronald Jones trivia. Um, Rojo. So, so we're we all saw his 98-yard touchdown run that he had. Mm. Who had the second longest rushing attempt in Week Ten? Josh. Go ahead. Josh Jacobs. Nope. Bradley. G Go ahead. James Robinson. No. Jerry. Going in order like crazy. <laughs> Nick Chubb. That is correct. Nick Chubb is the right answer for how many yards? For the extra five points. Five points. That's how hard it, it's a hard to get the exact. Oh, it's very hard. Forty nine. Nope, it was fifty nine. That would actually good, good been, answer. That, that would have been clutch. I would have been so. Did anybody lose a league from Nick Chubb not scoring that touchdown? No. Or know of anybody? I almost did. I would have been so mad. Oh, so here's an interesting one. We we talked about tight ends a lot earlier. 
Name the top three tight ends for receiving yards in week 10. <laughs> top three. Oh, my God. Best of luck to you. I'm, you don't have to put them in order, and if you get one, I'll give you a point. <laughs> Bradley. Oh, Go, Bradley. Tyler Higby. Wrong. Okay. <laughs> uh, can I get one? Well, yeah, you can. Yeah. All right. Uh, Mark Andrews. Oh, <laughs> he was so confident too. <laughs> I, I definitely thought I was getting one. Oh snap! Uh, don't even have a good guess. Um, right. I'll just Mo Alley Cox. No, so, so I had to go top, off the board. <laughs> the top to go three the receiving tight ends in Week Ten. Number one was Logan Thomas. 66 oh, my guys. <laughs> Number 66. two, reliable Kyle Rudolph, 63 Rudy? yards. And number three was Jordan Reed with 62 yards. Can you believe that? I love Jordan Reed. He's so good. All right, two more. Which quarterback had the most rushing attempts in week 10? Josh. Josh. Kyler. Yep. How many? Is this for additional points? Yeah, for five. Nine. Nope, you get 11. <sighs> Damn, that was close. Okay, so this one is where we're going we're gonna to try and even out the playing field because Bradley has not participated. <laughs> <laughs> this, hey, track hold on. Before, before Brady's next question, Dan Arnold had 7.4 PPR points and was a tight end one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Bradley, how much? What's the what's the point total at right now? Josh has three, Jeremy has two, and Bradley has zero. Jeez, you guys are a bunch of winners. This is just for four points. Okay. <laughs> I'd be so pissed if anyone gets this movie. How many? Okay, here's the question: how How many rookies finished in the top ten at either quarterback, running back, or wide receiver? Bradley, go ahead. Five. Wrong. Jeremy. Go, Jeremy. Six. Wrong. Josh. I feel good about that because I was going to say six. And I went down one. <laughs> wrong. There was I went the wrong way. Is it four? Why did you guys think I gave you four points? <laughs> you oh. get four options. Oh, my I gosh. I went the wrong way because you smiled at five. So I'm like, okay, he's close. And then back <laughs> went the other way. So I'm like, ah, can I just go one more? I that, thought you guys would have been paying attention a little bit more that I gave out four points for this. Well, I thought it was just because to give Bradley a chance to win because I had. Does anybody points. have any guesses on who they were? So there was one quarterback, Herbert, Gibson, yep, two running Swift, backs, and then the and wide Jefferson. receiver, and Jefferson. E. Higgins. Neither. Chase Claypool. Oh, shoot. Yeah, he had two touchdowns, didn't he? Yep. So. That was our trivia. Uh, you guys did not do very good at that. I'm just going to keep it 100% real with you. I don't know if the questions were real, but it was not Becker very good. did not have his finger on the trigger that entire game. Yeah, he was always the last one, <laughs> thinking it out for sure. You guys were throwing out guesses. I was trying to think. I mean, let's just call it what it was. It was not easy questions at all. That was the point. So uh, that was our Week 10 recap. Let's take a quick break. When we wait, come so, back. wait, before we go to the break, who won? Josh won his first competition. We're going to go to break. We are going to break. When we come back, we will do week 11 a preview. Hi, guys. This is Jeremy Becker from the 4th and a Mile podcast. Just wanted to thank you guys for tuning in and remind you to follow us on Twitter at 4th and a Mile pod. 
That's fourth and a mile pod. Thanks, guys. And now back to the sports. We are back into the fourth and a mile podcast. We're going to get right into our week 11 preview. We're going to start with Josh with our starts of the week. Uh, Josh, how'd you do in week 10? And what do you got for week 11? Quarterback, I had Jared Goff last week against Seattle. So that's an L. Running back, I do. Can Johnson. I just say he played really well, too? He just didn't get any touchdowns. He threw the ball really well and had a yep. lot of yards, just no touchdowns. Yep. Yeah, that's tough. But Duke Johnson, L. Wide receiver, I had Stephon Diggs, wide receiver three, so that's a W. And then I had TJ Hawkinson, which thought he'd be a lock for a tight end, but he also was a fat L. So um, one for four, not great. This week will be totally different. Starts of the week, our quarterback, Justin Herbert, he's been, super, been crazy consistent as of late. So against a bad defense in New York. So we should have that continue. Running back, I have DeAndre Swift against Carolina. Um, continues that momentum. Really, really bad run defense in Carolina. So hopefully he can be able to um, keep that going. Wide receiver, we have Justin Jefferson against Dallas. Uh, he has been tearing up defenses. He's been very boom bust. Like in games that Dalvin dominates, he doesn't really do a ton but hopefully this will be a Jefferson game. And then we have tight end Dallas Goddard against Cleveland. I think he's going to get more targets as he gets more healthy from his IR designation. And uh, Cleveland is a, not a phenomenal defense against the tight end. So uh, Dallas Goddard against Cleveland. Awesome. You're big Justin Jefferson guy, aren't you? Huge. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's, bro, let's hear your starts of the week. How'd you do last week? And then we, what do you got this week? I was one for four last week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was QB five. That was a hit. James Conner was a miss on 5.8 fantasy points. Is not going to get the job done. Travis Fulgham was outside the top 50, so I would classify that as a miss. Uh, and Robert Funyan Tunyon was tight end 18, so it was also a miss. This week, I'm going Russell Wilson on Thursday night. I think he's going to bounce back. Uh, I can't believe that people are already just throwing him to the fire like, yeah, no, uh, not the MVP after just – it below average week last week. Uh, so I think he bounced back, has a huge week against Arizona. My running back is Clyde. You Edwards think he's Blair. in the MVP race? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, totally. In the race. I think, Mahomes, I think Mahomes is the front runner, uh, but I would say he's second. Murray's you think, third. You think, you think Russell Wilson's second? I have Russell fourth or fifth at best. I was going to say fifth. So Murray would be your guys' second. I'm guessing it's against Holmes. Murray's Tom your Brady? first. Who is second? I, I have Rodgers as my number two. Oh, shocker. Oh, get man. out of here. Get Absolutely. Why? What? My, my running back is Clyde Edwards-Alaire uh, at the Vegas Raiders. Uh, my wide receiver is, you know, at the beginning of the year, this would be kind of a not bold pick, but I'm going to go with Michael Thomas against uh, what does he have to Falcons. Be? I think he's got to be top 24 in my opinion. Oh, good. Dude. No. First Dude, game you didn't, you didn't give me Josh Jacobs when he was running back 15. He's got to be uh, top I think, 12. I think top 15 for Thomas. Top 12. He's got to be a wide okay. receiver one. We'll what does Russell score. have to be? Russell has to be top five. That's fair. We'll just evaluate the point total and see what happens. Okay. You know, usually it's <laughs> usually, usually it's pretty cut. Survey the room. Like, Survey like, the room. Right. Like it's either he always. QB 13. We'll know on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a we'll have a strict plan on what happens. Uh, and then my tight end, which I think this is week 11. I think I've been 0 of 10 on tight ends. Uh, I'm going to go with Hunter Henry this week against the Jets because why not? It's the Jets. Anybody against the Jets can uh, produce, I guess. Jeremy, you want to go or you want me to go? 
Um, you can go. All right. So I'm going to kick it off from week 10. Uh, I was one for four. Uh, Carson Wentz, horrible. The whole Eagles team is just not good. Miles Sanders played well, but just not good. Uh, so he was a miss. Daryl Henderson was a hit. He was the RB24, so he's a, a running back too. Fairly hit. Uh, Brandon Cooks was a huge miss. And, uh, you know, my streak for the tight ends against the Minnesota Vikings was going really well. And then Jimmy's like, yeah, I'll give you a goose. Give me absolutely zero points. <laughs> so, so you could look at it one of two ways. You could say, hey, he got me zero, or hey, he tied Travis Kelsey this week in point score. Fair. He was Fair. just on a bye. He forgot. Yeah, him. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Let's go into my week 11. Uh, quarterback, somebody's got to do it. I'm going Jameis. Jameis Winston I love against it. the Atlanta Falcons. I love somebody's it. Got to eat them W's, right? Got it. Got to eat those W's. Okay. This is where I get really interested. I, I'm really interested on this podcast today. So uh, <laughs> just pumping his own tires. Like, gosh, yeah. I'm just captivating right now. Okay. <laughs> Pending your guys' approval. I'm going Alexander Madison as RB 30 or above. So he would be a flex play right now for the start of the week. Yeah. Totally give you that. Sure. Jeremy Bradley. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Take Can I explain why? Yeah, absolutely. Please, please do. Okay, so Monday Night Football, Dalvin Cook had 30 carries, got absolutely beat up. I think the Vikings are going to try and establish a run, and I think Alexander Madison is going to get about 15 carries. And I think he can get 70 yards and maybe a touchdown. That's mile, bet on, mile bet on 15 carries. <laughs> mile <laughs> bet on 15 That's carries. That's a bad bet. It's what a what, great what if we move the line 12 to 12? Yeah. 12 and a half? Yeah. Yes. Who am I doing wow. it with? No, me and Josh aren't. No, no, I'm not doing it with you. We need someone else to get into this. No, I don't I, want this. Just Brady, just because we're the entertaining ones on the pod. That's fine. I want nothing to I. do with this one. <laughs> Give me 11.5 and I'll do it. You just 12 and a half, you just said. I, I need 11 and a half. Fine. 11 and a half. Book it. Put it on the board. Done. Okay. Mile bet. 11 and a half. Come on, Madison. Come on, baby. <laughs> okay. Uh, wide receiver. Uh, I have Jacoby Myers versus Houston this week. I think he's uh, he's been playing well the last two weeks. Uh, Houston's kind of struggling. I don't think Bradley Roby's going to be playing. We, I honestly have no idea what's going on with him uh, hearing some internal stuff, um, but who knows? And then my tight end start of the week, going bold again. I'm going Taysom Hill. Because oh my god, who the heck knows what Sean Payton's gonna what? do? Honestly, though, like if he throws two touchdowns, he's gonna be in the t- tight end twelve, like top ten tight ends. That is honestly not a bad idea. It's he might really get eight bad. to twelve passes next week. I told you, I was di- I was digging real deep for these starts of the week. I'm going Taysom Hill tight end start of the week. Wow. All right, That's... I don't know if, if if Brady goes four for four. I don't know if I want to do the pod next week. Brady's. I'll do Brady's... a solo pod. <laughs> He's just going to be I'll yeah. Hey, just remember the Brady curse. That's uh, true. That's true. Jinx. Yikes. Jimmy Graham. Goose. Come on, Madison. I mean... Come on, baby. Come on, Madison. I'll be cheering All right, for Jeremy. You. All right. So my starts of the week last week, I went two for four. Big turnaround after a big all for the week previous. Uh, Justin Herbert was quarterback nine. He was a hit. He's a, a pod favorite, clearly. Uh, Antonio Gibson was RB eight. He was a hit and Cooper cup was a, a whiff and Dallas Goddard also a big whiff. 
Um, I haven't, I haven't had a great stretch of tight ends either there, Bradley. Um, it's a tough co- position to pick, honestly, though. Like it is, but if really you're not, is. maybe we should just get rid of it in fantasy. <laughs> well, cause <laughs> you know, we're, we, we're trying to help our listeners. You obviously, you know, you're playing Travis Kelsey. Like we're not going to sit here and pick Travis Kelsey every week. So we're trying to find guys that are maybe diamonds in the rough and could hit for you. Right. Um, quarterback. For this week, I got Matt Ryan. He's playing New Orleans. Uh, his wide receivers are getting a little bit more healthy. Uh, Saints are tough against the run. I think he'll be throwing a lot in an, uh, a shootout divisional game. Then I got my running back is Mike Davis against Detroit. He kind of had a stinker uh, last week against a really stout run defense in the Bucks, And I think he has a, a bounce back week uh, with McCaffrey sidelined again, uh, it, it's looking like. My, is he officially out? I it seems very doubtful that he'll play. If he does play, play, if he does play, my my start would switch. Um, but I feel fairly confident that I think they'll hold him out another week. Um, wide receiver is T. Higgins. Uh, the dude has been balling. I mean, he's Joe, Josh. Joe. Apologize, Josh. You need to apologize every single podcast episode for T. Higgins. The slam. I just because I I just wasn't head over heels with him in the tree pre-draft process and i don't even know no. why we make fun of you too jeremy was quite low on him Thank as well you. so i still had him in my top five but i was definitely lower on him okay you did if, not have him in your top five you did not have okay. him in i don't think we had, had i don't six. think we had anybody had or, i don't think anybody had Higgins in their top five no i think i had him at six i think i had him at six and i had him i'm almost by crazy remember Pittman that. was your fifth that was like your your big old that was your call Pittman was your yeah, boy Pittman. which he played really well this last week so maybe more hey, to come i definitely was uh, out of the the four of us i was a little bit more down on higgins uh not as much as josh i will say that josh well, was definitely the lowest and then it was jeremy bradley and i were the truthers i'm, I'm all right if we're rehashing uh old wounds jeremy with this wide receiver core and then performing so well how do you feel about the packers not drafting any of them okay <laughs> go to your tight end go we're, your we're tight bringing end. up back to your t- <laughs> you just totally okay go ahead with your tight end jeremy. it was just completely unnecessary and i will ignore it because i'm the bigger man uh my tight end start of the week why not pick my dude logan thomas logan thomas baby start of the week there you go Played that's against- another truther Yep. Heck yeah. Let's go. All right. Let's go into our ones. Got to go. This one's kind of interesting. So, I mean, we're over the halfway point of the NFL season. Uh, Teams are tanking. And if you follow the 2021 draft class at all, you know how absolutely loaded the quarterback class is going to be this year. There there's projecting six quarterbacks going in the first round. Uh, So our ones got to go. The top two are in my opinion, unless something crazy happens are solidified. Um, Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields are probably the top two quarterbacks, unless something really crazy happens. The next four, you really can have a debate about. So without going into like too much detail on which one you like, the traits about them, I'm just going to say for the ones got to go, which one do you think is going to get picked last? So it might not be your least favorite of these quarterbacks, but which one do you think is going to get picked last? So which one's got to go that way? The quarterbacks are Kyle Trask, quarterback uh, from Florida. Then you have Zach Wilson, the quarterback from BYU. Mac Jones is the Alabama quarterback. And then Trey Lance, obviously, is the NDSU quarterback. Uh, Josh, I'm going to start with you. Who is – which one's got to go? For me, it's Mac Jones, uh, quarterback for Alabama. Uh, If nothing else, just historically, Alabama quarterbacks haven't really outside of Tua so far. He looks like he's been 
you know, solid to good in the NFL, but historic Alabama quarterbacks have not been great um, as in their recent history um, with like uh Oh, AJ McCarron. There you go. That's the, that's the name that was on the tip of my tongue. I'm like, oh, that is just not getting there. But uh, yes, I, Mac Jones for me. Bradley, do you agree? Disagree? Where are you going with this? I, I disagree. So I'll say Zach Wilson, and I, I'm going to start by saying I'm very excited to start digging into the draft. Totally. Uh, I'm I'm starting to get into that mode. I know we're in fantasy playoffs, so like as soon as the playoffs start and the playoffs finish, like we're going to dive headfirst into the draft and. It's going to be really exciting for us. Uh, when I think of Zach Wilson, and this is me not doing a lot of film study, looking at what, like, what, people, what the experts say about him, I, I see a lot of, of Drew Locke in him. And so I'm going to say he's got to be the one to go for me. Uh, so you're saying to, you think he's going to be the last one. He's not your least favorite, correct? See, I was, I was ready to give the spiel about Locke and Wilson together. So I think Trask is the last one that's going to get picked. But I would say if I really? had to get rid of one, yeah, I do. Okay. And Josh, you think Mac Jones is going to be the last one to get picked, correct? Yep. Jeremy, where are you at on this? Yeah, I think I think it's Mac Jones just because, you know, I just think those other guys are going to – the teams are going to fall in love with those other traits. You know, some of the athleticism, what they can do with outside the pocket. And I just – I feel like you've seen it more from, you know, Trask, Wilson, Lance than – you have from, from Mac Jones. And that could change it, you know, if they play in the college football playoff and he wins the championship. But as of right now, I think he'd be the last one. I I also agree with the Mac Jones uh, take. The one thing I am going to say is this could very well change really fast. It does not help for Trey Lance that he's not playing football right now. It, it actually, it, it hurts him right now because he was, I thought he was locked and loaded for sure. The QB three in this class, maybe even the QB two. Some people liked him over Justin Fields a little bit, uh, but he only had one game this year and Kyle Trask has played well. Zach Wilson's played well. Mac Jones has played well. Uh, it, and obviously we all really like Trey Lance from Marshall, Minnesota. I mean, a homegrown kid that went to NDSU. So uh, mine is Mac Jones. But I, like I said, I think this class is just absolutely loaded. I would just like to say I absolutely love Zach Wilson. <laughs> Do you? I, uh, so I'm not, is, is Zach Wilson a senior this year? I know that Kyle Trask is going to the senior bowl. He just entered, like submitted his thing to go to the senior bowl. And, and the senior bowl helps a lot. A lot of people are like, nah, whatever. Like, senior bowl like most of the people that are draft eligible go in their juniors look at justin herbert mvp of the senior bowl last year like made a name for himself like that's that's a big time big time place for them i think zach wilson's a junior he's, I, he's I don't a, know he's a junior okay but a lot coming at you i for some reason why i think of kyle trask and maybe it's just because we had it last year he kind of screams Joe Burrow right now to me because like in his senior year, it's just a coming out party. Like he's been unbelievable this year. That offense is crazy good. You'll hear the name Kyle Pitts a lot from us because I know all four of us really like him, um, but he's, he's played outstanding this year. I'm not saying he's Joe Burrow. So don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not saying he's Joe Burrow, but it just feels like he's coming late onto the scene and he's playing really well. To, to Brady's point, I didn't think I'd be hearing you know, in the next couple of years that SEC records are getting broken after Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow season, easy enough for me to say, <laughs> um, but he's breaking records already. Like it's just, and it, it, he was kind of my first thought to maybe be the last one, but like, you just can't, you can't hide what he's been doing on the field. He's been really impressive. 
totally agree. So let's transition it back to fantasy because we're kind of getting carried away in the draft as much as it excites me. Um, give a, a waiver wire target for everybody to pick up. And it might be a little bit late by the time we get the show out, but uh, if someone has a last opportunity to snag someone on the free agency, uh, give one name for the, our listeners to, to snag really quick and then we'll wrap up the show. Uh, I don't, I forget what his first name is. Ahmed from, uh, Selvin Selvin I believe is his name Selvin Ahmed from Miami I feel like for all of us he's probably our number one depending on who you think's available but uh for me that's who it would be because you just don't know when Miles Gaskin's getting back in Miami's 100% in a playoff push right now he would, yeah, this he time would he, go ahead Bert, uh Jeremy he would be my number one uh weirdly enough I am in two leagues where he has already been picked up he was picked up going into last week and I was absolutely shocked really? by it. Um, so if that's the case, you're in a little bit deeper of a league. I am not kidding. I would love to pick up Michael Pittman. Um, I think he could uh, be a viable starter moving forward. It, you know, he seems like he's gotten his legs underneath him a little bit in the NFL. He's healthy again. Um, you know, and I think he could be, he could be a, a really good uh, start. And once Phil Rivers gets, chemistry with the target like he locks in he laser focuses on that target you see it with Eckler you saw it with Keenan Allen you saw it with Antonio Gates like it, it just it happens and maybe that's the spark that Philip Rivers needed and, and Michael Pittman's his guy he looked now. really good on Thursday night yeah he did when is he so, gonna lock into Jonathan Taylor do does anyone know let's or? just not start it let's not start with that uh, oh my god I, I I don't get it I yeah. I just I don't get it I'm close it's, to dropping him in a redraft but don't say that you don't mean that you I don't mean it 100 do for our listeners pick? that is please don't do that prime example of like your the process and fantasy you do you think you're doing the right and it just doesn't it's just to brady's point it just doesn't make any sense and, and honestly like that's honestly a good note and that's why fantasy football is so difficult because experts in this field that spend 40 hours a week doing this job they come out and say, hey, Jonathan Taylor, poor man's Nick Chubb. Like, and then as soon as uh, Marlon Mack goes down, they're like, all right, he slide, slide him into the top 10. Like, guess what? You can do as much research as you want. Uh, sometimes uh, the coaches and the GMs just say it's not happening, and that's who holds all the cards uh, in fantasy football. Let me just clarify. So I'm not dropping Jonathan Taylor yet, but he plays Green Bay this week, and no offense, Jeremy, Green Bay's run defense is not great. And so if he does not play well this week, he is a prime drop candidate for redraft players. He is a most, am I wrong that he is no, definitely you're a abs- candidate? You're not like, he's not getting over 50% of the carries. Like he's so not getting not. goal line carries. It, like if, if Hines continues to, to produce. If Jordan Wilkins got the red zone carry. Jacoby Brissett got a red zone carry before Jonathan Taylor got in the tub. That's What's going on, Bucky the Badger? It me makes me so sad. I can't even talk about it. I don't get it. it so my waiver wire of the week, not to change the subject again, <laughs> is Jacoby Myers. Uh, Jacoby Myers, who's owned in under fifty percent of the leagues. Uh, one stat that's really crazy about Jacoby Myers is that he's being targeted on thirty point five percent of his routes that he runs. That's second. <laughs> that's second in the NFL to Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is at thirty two percent. Brady's start of the week. So he gets targets, uh, and when you're picking up a waiver wire guy, like opportunity is there for him. So I would go get him. My waiver wire guy 
or I shouldn't say guy. This is just the Chargers defense. They're facing the Jets uh, this week. So this is the time of year where you are streaming this position often. You need to buy a win. This is where you can pick up a couple points with your defense. Kind of ironic that uh, we were talking about getting rid of kickers and defenses earlier. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, if, you're, if you're in a league and you're playing a defense, Chargers deep. Okay, two shout-outs before we end the show. Shout-out to Adam Gase because we do it every single week. And shout-out to our guy Jordan Howard for getting cut for by another team. <laughs> he got cut. Shout out to when Josh. Josh is on the table, oh, let's go. It's Jordan Howard. He <laughs> gets cut by every team he goes to. <laughs> Josh wanted to keep him. Josh had thoughts of keeping him in a keeper league. 14th round, baby. Thought it was going to be a great value. <laughs> Just brutal. Like – now their team's going to pick them up, and people are going to hey. be like, oh, should I have them on my fantasy roster? No. Hey, I can't speak for the group, but we'll be fifth in a mile, Jordan, if you want to join. <laughs> Facts. He's got <laughs> some producing experience, man. I'll oh, pick him up. All right. Well, that wraps up this edition of Fourth and a Mile. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Go deep, and we'll see you next time.